Hey guys, and welcome to the very second episode of The Sims Podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, today we're talking about biodiversity, and I've got two awesome people with me here. I've got Callum from Sustainable Future Collective. That's me, yeah. And I've also got Wednesday from the university's Marine Science Society. Hello. Welcome. Would you guys like to just tell us about a little bit about yourselves? Uh... Well, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> yes. I'm just a Bachelor of Science uni student um, and um, just really passionate about um, rewilding and conservation in New Zealand. And uh, I'm also uh, with, so with SFC um, and we are all about connecting students uh, with sustainability and getting them thinking about sustainability solutions. So that's, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Nice. Thank you. Hello. So my name is Wednesday and I am a six-year uni student. Um, so I'm currently doing my master's in marine science, looking at whales, dolphins, and seabirds. Um, and I have been the president of UOA Marine Science Society since it started in 2018. Oh, wow. um, and a fun fact about me is that I was not born on a Wednesday. <laughs> I was born on a Thursday. Just a fun fact. <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, I guess it was Wednesday somewhere, right? That's some kind of like reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the yeah. Adams family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just to kick things off, we're going to do a quick game or a challenge. It's called Would You Rather Save Edition, okay? So since this podcast is going to be about biodiversity, we're going to be, um, we've got a bunch of animals, different species that are currently on the red list, which do you guys know what the red list is? Absolutely. Like very endangered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like critically endangered um, list of species. And it's crazy. They have like over 4,000 new species that have um, joined the list this year. So, are you guys Ooh. ready? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, like a bullet gate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, so, would you rather save a chimpanzee or bluefin tuna? Are we talking one or the whole species? The whole species. So, this is Ooh. a whole species. Or, I guess, it's the last individual from that species, and you have to choose whether to save one or the other. So, it's quick fire team. What one? Chimpanzees. Chimpanzees, Wednesday, and Callum? Bluefin tuna. Bluefin tuna. Okay, so um, either of those options or an African forest elephant. Ooh. Three, two, one. Chimpanzee. Chimpanzee, okay. Bluefin tuna. Oh, they're sticking with their original option. All right. Now, those ones or an orangutan. Ooh. Come on. Like, yeah. We'll shake it up. Orangutan. Orangutan. All right. Uh, look, look, I stick to my guns. Blue and tuna. All right. Yeah. Okay. So Callum's going three hard and Wednesday's changed. <laughs> now we've got that or a Kia. Oh, don't. Sorry. Go on. Got to make a decision. I'm going Kia. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go Kia. Yeah. Kia. I love the Kiwi species. 100%. No nice. What other alpine parrots are in the world? That's true. So we've got a Kia or black-footed ferrets. Kia. Kia, still sticking with a Kia. Kia, I mean, like, two very conflicting species. <laughs> <laughs> You're Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on now. Okay, this is going to be hard. So a Kia or a Takahe? Takahe. There's not many of them left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nice. What about you, Callum? Three, so two, if, if one. So just, just a quick question. If, if I leave the Kia, they go extinct. Yep. <sighs> okay. Three, two, off, Kia. Work. Kia. Kia. Yeah. Okay, sticking with Kia? I'm sticking with Kia. Okay, sweet. So we've got Takahe and Kia. Now, either those or North Atlantic right whale. Oh, I 
think I have to go with the right whale. Otherwise yeah. my supervisor will be disappointed <laughs> in me. <laughs> nice, okay. I'm going to stick with the Kia. <laughs> Sticking with the Kia, awesome, okay. So we've got, this, gonna, this one's going to be hard for you, Callum. So we've got a Kia or a Kakapo. Five, four, two, one. Go, 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 oh, go. Oh, man, you did. <laughs> oh, fine, I'm going the Kia. I'm going the Kia, yeah. Nice. What about you, Wednesday? Um, let's go Kakapo, New Zealand species. Kakapo. Love it. Awesome. Nice. Now we've got Kia or Kakapo or Sumatran tiger. Three, two, one. Let's go Kakapo still. Kakapo still. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Kia. I'm very... Yeah. <laughs> I'm overly consistent in this. Yeah. I'm starting to get a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Kias. Yeah. All right. Okay. Two more. Three more. Oh no, more than that. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I just see the list. Um, we've got a Kiara or a Kakapo or a Sumatran tiger. I think we just did that one. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, either those or a leopard, an Amur leopard. That's a very rare species of leopard. That is a very yeah. Yeah. And probably it might. Oh, I'm not sure about its ecological niche. It might be a little bit more important. Oh. oh. Well. The Kia. Yeah. Kia, still sticking yep. with the Kia? Let's stick with Kakapo. Still sticking with the Kakapo, nice. Okay, Kia or Kakapo or a Maui dolphin? That's right. Callum just looks absolutely shocked. Yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> Gutted. I've seen the Maui dolphin as well. Oh! He jumped past me while I was um, out surfing. Very nice. Uh, Rimmer's Road. Yeah. Was it a Hector's dolphin? Um, yeah, I'm pretty. Oh, I don't know. Oh, might That's be. hard to distinguish. Very much. It, um, it would probably be a Maui dolphin. Yeah. Do they often? Do they often come up? Do Hector's often venture across the strait? I'm gonna complete <laughs> <laughs> the fifth. Yeah. All right. All right. Sure. <laughs> Three, two, one, team. Which one's gonna be? Maui. Maui. Okay. Maui. We're right. we're going to Maui now. Okay. Either Maui dolphin or a Javan rhino. Both. Maui dolphin. Maui dolphin. Nice. Okay. Last two for sure this time. Yeah. So Maui dolphin or a New Zealand fairy tern? Oh, they are pretty cute. Mm-hmm. And they're both so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you got, basically what you got there is East Coast versus West Coast. Mm. What are you going for? Maui dolphin. Maui dolphin. Nice. Fairy tern. Fairy tern. Okay. I write that choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice one today. Okay. Final question, choice. Would you rather save... A Maui dolphin for Callum, or a fairy turn for Wednesday, or a vaquita porpoise. So they're endemic to the Californian Gulf, the Gulf yeah. of California, and I will, I may tell you how many there are. Very critically endangered. So let's go vaquita because there's like ten left. Is it ten? It's nine. Nine. nine I was left. very close. So you've got, yeah. n- you've got basically what you got there is you've got nine versus about forty-five. Yeah, fifty-five. Fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm gonna. I mean, I love I love our title. I'm gonna have to go for the Maui dolphin. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So we've got two. Oh well, a porpoise and a dolphin. A Maui dolphin. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, we okay, are guys. That's true. Like yeah. It's just a, a Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That was that was good fun. And yeah. you guys work well under pressure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was so Awesome. So yeah. just getting into the podcast straight from that, from that very stressful mm. situation. So this one's all about biodiversity, right? Yeah. So could you guys quickly tell us what biodiversity means to you guys? You want to go first? Oh, well, for me, biodiversity is um, the, the preservation of basically just life 
as we know it on Earth, mm-hmm. as well as the preservation of a future. Because without a, a, a solid sort of amount of biodiversity, mm-hmm. without a solid amount of biodiversity, we're going to end up in a very bad situation. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's not, for me, I think a lot of people see it as like this sort of, um, can't save the trees. That sort of thing, but it's it's really a lot more critical than that. Yeah, and it's key to key to who we are as as um humans as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what what it is to me. Nice, awesome. Yeah, yeah for me, answer. like biodiversity is more kind of a way that we measure the state of the environment. Yeah, the number of species, the abundance, the role of those different species mm-hmm. in their ecosystems and the one that they've been introduced to. So yeah. it's kind of a way of looking at the world and understanding it. And kind of understanding the different critters and what they do mm-hmm. um, but that's so important for conservation education because we have to know what's there before we can protect it um, especially in the marine environment mm-hmm. not many people can see below the water mm-hmm. unless you've got a mask and snorkel on yeah um, so a lot of people don't know like what we have it's easy to go for a walk in the park mm. but not as easy to go out into the open ocean for yeah. example so and yeah yeah and, and Wednesday has a real good point there because when it comes to the marine environment, especially in New Zealand, it's mm. far less funded than what, when we talk about the terrestrial mm-hmm. um, sort of biodiversity topic. And less so, yeah. accessible as Ex- well. Exactly, yeah. yeah so. That's so true. And actually, that's like a great way to get on to the next question is like, why is biodiversity important for Aotearoa? Like, we live in such an awesome country. It's so special. Um, how does biodiversity play a role in that? Yeah, so we're pretty lucky. So Earth is often described as planet ocean. Mm-hmm. So 71% of the world's surface is ocean. Yeah. Here in New Zealand, our EEZ, mm-hmm. um, which is our exclusive economic mm-hmm. zone, so it stretches out to about 200 nautical miles yeah. from any landmass. So we've got an ocean that's 15 times greater than our landmass. Mm. That's insane. Like, yeah. it's the fourth biggest in the world. Mm. But it's not as protected as the land as well. So, like, we don't understand it as much as land or um, can, we don't protect it as much. So, in terms of biodiversity, we've got an incredible land that's been separated from other countries for ages. We have um, over half of our species are unique to New Zealand. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got to protect the land ones and the ocean ones yeah. um, because a lot of the critters you can't get anywhere else in the world. Nice. Mm. And just on that note, um, we've got these two, like, two, I guess, ways to describe our special species. So we've got natives and we've got endemics. So, Callum, could you just tell us a quick, like, what's the difference between the two? So a native is basically something that occurs, um, has, has, has been always in a country. Yeah. It can't, like, not, by, well, not introduced by humans, mm-hmm. um, but it can also be in another country. So a lot of our, a lot of our like, for instance, the kikino, New Zealand fur seal that actually turns up in places in Australia. Mm-hmm. So that means it's a native because it, it turns up and can breed in places in Australia. Mm-hmm. Whereas an endemic species like the kakapo mm-hmm. is only in New Zealand. Um, and as as um, as Wednesday said, we have a lot of endemic <laughs> species in New Zealand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And what are your thoughts on why biodiversity is particularly important for Aotearoa? You touched on it briefly before. Yeah. yeah. Well. Basically, because of our huge, huge amount of endemic species, um, and and uh, like the uniqueness of it, because it's kind of hard to think of a country that the only like the only thing that they really have 
on in the terrestrial realm apart from like bats and geckos and that sort of mm. thing which sort of are the ones that do need conserving we definitely but they're the ones that they're not the ones that everybody just sort of thinks about is all these crazy birds crazy green birds that um the only thing they had to worry about was attack from the air because the mm. only thing that was attacking them was other birds from the air so yeah, yeah. i think i think that's the uniqueness of new zealand's um new zealand's natural environment and i i i, I love it yeah <laughs> i love i love it all so yeah yeah that's i think that's it yeah nice mm. and um just going on from that what do you reckon are the main threats to biodiversity in like the terrestrial space the for ter- new zealand yeah. in particular so i think one of the biggest um the one of the biggest ones the, the two ones that come to mind straight away are loss of habitat mm-hmm. when humans first arrived in new zealand we lost like in such a short amount of time because fire was introduced to mm-hmm. a, a flammable land like a highly flammable landscape that had never experienced fire and such ways before mm-hmm. by humans um so we lost a third of our native bush and in the second Cranky. wave of humans coming we lost another third mm-hmm. um of our native bush which is like just enormous amounts of um loss and so i think right now we're at about 22 percent of our coverage is mm. native bush um and so um the bit like the fragmentation of it for birds that are, are so um a lot of them flightless getting from place to place it, everything's becoming isolated habitat habitat has been lost at a, at a rate we can't really keep up with we, mm. we're getting a bit of an extinction debt situation going mm-hmm. and so um i think that's number one mm-hmm. loss of habitat fragmentation of habitat number yeah. two mammalian pests <laughs> yeah don't get me started yeah but, um, we yeah, love the, our cats and dogs man yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's amazing because when you go to places that don't have these mammalian pests like offshore islands and that sort of thing mm. when you go to these places they um birds are just flourishing and thriving and it's yeah. like it's so easy to see because do you guys remember over covid when we we're all like oh look there's tillies everywhere mm. tillies are thriving and it's like no it's just because we we can notice them now yeah because yeah. we don't have any protection but yeah that's basically it mm. yeah and it's important as well to remember that like a lot of the bush that is intact in the places that aren't developed mm. are those that are hugely inaccessible mm. like yeah. nobody is going to make a townhouse on like in Fjordland, <laughs> or on Araki, or on Taranaki, like it—that's where the animals are thriving because we aren't there. Yeah. But those that live in lowland habitats are—you know—most of them have been wiped out. Mm. Um, and the reason why pest-free islands do so well is because it's those habitats that would normally be like along the coastline, but they just haven't had those pests yet. So, the Horaki Gulf mm. is slowly becoming more and more pest-free, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it takes communities to do that. So the yeah. more people that help, the mm. more friends we'll have. Yeah, exactly. Go to offshore islands, guys. <laughs> not regret it. Yes. And clean your boots and check your bags before you do. Facts. Yep. Yeah, do not want to be carrying pests. Because, like, honestly, I've heard that some rats, they can actually swim for, like, kilometers. Days, yeah. yeah. A pregnant female rat. Mate. Goodness me. Great swimmer, apparently. Yeah. Or a better swimmer than me. <laughs> It's not hard though. Heavy. Yeah. Um, and Wednesday, what are some threats to biodiversity in um, the marine realm and the Hauraki Gulf in particular? Yeah, so most of the issues with the marine environment are human. Mm. We could stop fishing overnight. Like, obviously, we can't because lots yeah. of people rely on it. But mo- the biggest issues in our ocean is the extraction. Yeah. So we kind of have a lack of empathy for the ocean. So it's always taking, taking, but. <laughs> um, 
unfortunately, you know, we've got the land-based issues as well. So yeah. even if we stopped fishing overnight, we'd still have um, sediment going into waterways mm. and pollution and ocean acidification. So the biggest impact is humans. Mm. Um, and we can break it down into all the different, you know, is it me as an individual who's affecting the ocean or is it the big corporations? So, But all in all, it is just we're taking too much out and we're putting too much bad stuff in yeah. to really break it, simplify it down. Yeah. But, mm. um, mm. yeah, if we stop fishing, we'll get fish stocks coming back. Mm. Um, in the Horaki Gulf, we've lost pretty much all of our um, crayfish. They mm. are functionally extinct. We've lost pretty much all of our pinnipeds, so seals and sea lions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've lost a lot of our cetaceans as well. Almost 97% of cetaceans aren't here anymore. And there's a reason for that. It's not, it's not a good house for them. Yeah. They, they've gone. So if we make the Horaki Gulf a better place, so say by planting mussel beds, reducing the amount of waste and pollution and sediment runoff, um, we can change those habitats, but it's going to take a lot of work to undo hundreds of years of degradation. Yeah. But, no, you know, there's still hope. Exactly. <laughs> and it all starts with, like, Small actions, right? Because mm-hmm. every small exactly. action sort of contributes to the bigger picture. Totally. And, like, the Horaki Gulf is home to 25% of the world's seabirds. Oh, they wow. They come here to breed, um, have their babies, to have food. We've got 20 different, um, 20% of the world's cetacean species coming mm-hmm. here. Like, the Horaki Gulf is really important. Yeah. And it's in our backyard. And it's in our backyard. And most people don't know that. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. So oh, I, I definitely did not know all of that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Save the cetaceans and the seabirds. Yeah. And that just goes to show that it's a connected system, you know, like mm-hmm. land and water. People often see them as separate. separate. Yeah. But actually, it's just it's just one whole thing. And yeah. if you take care of the land, if you take care of the water, it's going to take care of you. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're like you said, you're putting in if you're putting in bad stuff, you're going to get out, get out bad stuff. Exactly. But if you put in the good, you get out the good, you know. Totally. Awesome. And how... Do we reckon, because um, obviously it's all connected, but at the same time it's connected to lots of other factors as well, like the environment is connected to like the social factor and the economic factor. Do you guys have any thoughts on like what impact biodiversity in particular has on society and like economic stuff? Um, well, in terms of... <laughs> Probably when I think of when I think of the impact biodiversity has out there for sort of concepts with economic and economics and society, my mind kind of jumps straight away to the way it impacts society. Mm. So, um, when when you have, I think they've done studies and stuff on like green space and that kind of thing, and obviously mm. green space encourages biodiversity, more animals around, mm-hmm. and it genuinely like raises people's mental health, like so much and so if you have more biodiversity mm-hmm. and for people for people like like kiwis and 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 people who love our, our flora and fauna we're so connected with um we're so connected with our land we love our we love our birds we love our trees mm-hmm. you know get a get a get anyone in new zealand talking about a you know a bird or a tree <laughs> you know you'll be there for a long time yeah um we, we love them so much. So when we see them restored and when we see them in full flight, it just makes people so happy. Like, you see, you, you, I remember when I was over on Motatapu, we saw, like, all the kids walking around and they were walking through the Centenary Trail where all the tiaki are. Mm-hmm. And they were just stoked about it, eh? Like, it was really cool to see. Yeah. So I think I think socially biodiversity is really important for 
for for our well being. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's not they're not they're they're, they're married sort of concept. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that because mm. I feel like you know the whole lockdown last year it was just an absolute testament to that people were getting out they were enjoying oh my gosh you know? look at the yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. noticing the twoies noticing the birds they're like oh like there is actually a bird song in my neighborhood it's actually always been there but yeah. you're only noticing it now because you're you know yeah, going there's out there's no cars driving yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. what about you wednesday what are your thoughts um yeah i mean marine biodiversity is priceless you can't put a price on it it's mm. just amazing when you've got um for example whales mm-hmm. they collect um you know different prey and their poo fertilizes phytoplankton that mm. feeds zooplankton so you've got to have that high biodiversity to support all those little species and um when we lose out on you know snapper and crayfish they are not only really great food but mm. also they control the amount of kinna mm. and that controls the amount of seaweed and when, when you have high biodiversity mm-hmm. everything's kind of in a balance yeah. and in the Hodohi Gulf we're seeing massive imbalances mm. so the areas that are really balanced like Goat Island Marine Reserve for mm-hmm. Fortnite's Islands they are amazing they generate so much revenue for local communities mm. they provide jobs um, but also they're beautiful and Thousands of people go there every year because they are a beautiful space. Yeah. And they love it. Yeah. Mm. So mm. the more places like Goat Island we have, the better our communities will be, which is really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And so a lot of our listeners are obviously like us, uni students. And so why like wh- why is biodiversity important for students? Like why should they care about these things? It's the future. <laughs> basically yeah. yeah and we are the future so you know care about it because that's at the end of the day that's the world we're going to live in exactly we're look after it yeah oh big fan of that yeah yeah and like we can all do our bit to protect you know not only land but also our, our oceans like simple things like um using you know less plastic and choosing things that don't have microfibers like mm. we can all do a tiny part to help protect our ecosystems even as a broke uni student yeah yeah no. <laughs> um we can still have a pretty big impact which is really cool yeah i'm a big believer in that um mm. sylvia earl yes. i heard love her, love her absolutely great um ocean explorer um she said that nobody can do every single thing right at all nobody can do that but somebody can do something and so Everyone just really needs to mm. pick that something and just stick to it, you know, just commit yeah. to it. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. Like, you can do something. Yeah. You can't do everything, but you can do it. Yeah. You do know? something. Do something, yeah. 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 It's better to do things imperfectly than exactly. not do anything at all. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Nice. And, yeah, as Kellen said, you know, it is our future. We're the ones going to be living in it. So, totally. yeah, got to do something about that. Um, Just stemming on from that, what experience do you guys have working in the conservation biodiversity field? Yeah, um, I've had a few different jobs, terrestrial and marine. Yeah. Um, And one of the ones we worked on was actually, um, what I worked on was the National Invasive Ant Surveillance Program. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know about it, but it's a program MPI does every year to look for invasive ants. Yeah, mm-hmm. Argentinian so, ants. Well, better. There's yeah. actually ghost ants, crazy yeah. ants. There's so many they different ones. <laughs> <laughs> they all Lovely. Smell. But, um, you know, these pl- 
you know, places like um, ports of Auckland, ports of Tauranga, those are the spaces where these animals come in. Mm-hmm. And if they're not picked up, that's how they get out of control, like the Argentinian ants. Mm. Um, so my job was to look through about 40,000 puddles oh, wow. looking for <gasps> one ant um, out of all the native ones. So yeah. it kind of just shows that like even a little bit of like one tiny ant colony yeah. can have devastating effects. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, other jobs. Um, I've worked at Kelly Tartans before. Yeah. Um, so showing New Zealand species to local kids. And yeah, it's just great to like kind of learn about it and then show people the beauty of our ocean. Yeah. And like absolutely, you know, just passing on that knowledge as well to yeah. other people. Fun fish facts are fun facts. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Who doesn't love like a fun fish fact? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Callum? Um, myself. Yeah. So, ah. Oh. One, one sort of stint I did was um, with Doc over on Motatapu, um, mm-hmm. summer or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, so I was working with um, the ranger there. It was like a sort of voluntary thing. Yep. Um, I, don't, I don't even remember how I... I don't even remember how I got onto it, but they just like... Yeah, just somehow they were like, oh, I got an email one day, and then I was like, oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, and it was really cool because we were working with um, Takahe yeah. um, and the lots of this little shorebirds um just basically checking their breeding numbers and how they were doing during the season as mm-hmm. well as keeping the keeping the taka here on um on a, on a close watch yeah um as well as we did wasp wasp a lot, lot of wasp um patrol and ant patrol and all that, that same thing mm-hmm. was it with a little green like bait that you put and you have to like get it real quick <laughs> yeah exactly i did a bit of that oh man it's not glamorous work eh? um yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that's that's one experience that I've had, and I, I really enjoyed that. Um, because for for all, for the people who are listening, if you get to go to the offshore islands and experience what's over there, mm-hmm. um, you you will see that that when you put um New Zealand fauna, flora and fauna in its own environment and give it its own space, it flourishes and thrives. Mm. There were kakariki, tiaki just seabirds seabirds everywhere and it was really weird because it's not that far from the mainland so um yeah if you want to see a kakariki go to mototapu but yeah and like doc does so much amazing work as well um yeah i did a blake and bass fishup um which is with the sapita lake trust Uh um if you're under 25 do it it's amazing yeah um but we got to work with new zealand sea lion and waipo Mm -hmm. and it was amazing but also we saw so many of the impacts that they faced um we rescued skinny penguins, injured mm-hmm. penguins, saw heaps of sea lions, and, you know, it's just amazing seeing them in their natural habitats, but yeah. also the work that they do. Yeah. Um, if you're a dock ranger working on Hoiho, mm-hmm. like, 90% of your day is hiking. Yeah. And 10% is getting to hang out with the cute fluffy chilies. Yeah. But it's so worth it and getting to see that, like, mm. yeah. So if you want to be a ranger, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's and really fun. and the, the the New Zealand sea lion or mm-hmm. Pakaho as as um and yeah. Pakiki. Yeah, pa- yeah, yeah, Pakiki. Um as as um one of New Zealand's um sort of conservation success stories. If you if you go to St. Clair Beach in Dunedin, you'll see mm-hmm. a big statue and it's a sea lion Mum. called Mum. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And that um that sea lion was because they were basically hunted to extinction off the mainland. <sighs> and that, that sea lion was a female sea lion that just came back and had a pup at, yeah. was it St. Kilda? Yeah. I think yeah. And um so yeah, that's one. Of, that's really cool because they reintroduce themselves yeah. uh, to, New, to New Zealand shores. Um, and most of the sea lions in New Zealand yeah, now are, are re- reintroduced. Uh, yeah. Oh wow! They're all from, from mum. mum. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's oh. sick. And it, they're scary though. I, yeah. I was surfing in the Catlins one time and I got chased, like fully chased out of the water. Oh my god. Re- yeah. Because I, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. It was just really not. It's like that I was very in. territorial. They are. Yeah. Once we met with Freezy. Maybe it's because I was like in. I don't know. But yeah, it was really funny because it didn't stop. And yeah. It's quite fast. So, yeah. But yeah. I, no, no hate, no hate sea line though. It was yeah, good, we love, I, we I love did something wrong, so it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So you guys have briefly mentioned where you guys got these opportunities. So we've got the Blake Ambassador Program and through Doc. Any other ideas on how like our listeners could access these opportunities if they're keen on this space? Apply for everything. Yeah. Yep. Everything. Nice. Yeah, apply for like it's out there. Yeah. It's it's sometimes not very well advertised. Like mm. it's you've got to find it. Mm-hmm. But um, just apply for everything because it it'll it'll come your way. Yeah, and yeah. like our generation is so bad with imposter syndrome. Yeah. Everybody thinks they have imposter syndrome, but really, yeah. like yeah. you never know. And it's always worth a shot. And um, places like Auckland Council they do summer internships every mm. year. Mm-hmm. Doc does heaps of stuff. So like there's heaps out there. You just yeah. have to put yeah. yourself out there. Yeah. And if I, because I, I just love Doc. If you, yeah, like, if you get the chance to volunteer with Doc, um, mm. or do anything with Doc, definitely take like, grasp it with both hands because you always work with really cool people. Yeah. And like a l- huge range of diverse background. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Apply. Apply, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just see what's out there and go for it. Yeah. And so biodiversity is obviously such a critical and important um, issue. And like at SINs, we're all about basically solving social issues through innovative solutions. Mm. And so what do you guys see as the, or what are your guys' like innovative ideas? Do you have any like ideas or visions or dreams that you'd like to apply to like biodiversity? I would love my thesis to work <laughs> out. Um, so my thesis is part of a big project called the Pulse of the Gulf. So yeah. basically, we're taking heaps of different measurements to find out how healthy the Gulf is. Mm-hmm. And the one that I'm working on is drones. Mm-hmm. So drones are hugely accessible now. You can buy them from, you know, Noel Leeming, TV Tech, they're yeah. everywhere. And what we're trying to do is code AI, so artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, to watch the drone footage yeah. to tell us how biodiverse our environment is. Yeah. So on a fine scale kind of fine scale side of things, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the behavior. Yeah. But that will be used to count how many dolphins we have, how many sooty shearwaters, flesh-footed shearwaters, and hopefully we can use drones to work out those population abundances mm-hmm. that would normally take thousands of hours and heaps and heaps of time and resources. Yeah. And by knowing how many you know critters we have, mm-hmm. we can help protect, like protect them, and that. Be- you know, benefits people as well. Yeah. Um, it's not very social. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, that information is so important for people making decisions. Yeah. Um, especially around funding and things. So that's mine. I hope my thesis goes towards something good. Oh, <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, for me, my, my sort of um, one that I'd love to see happen um, would be... Um, conservation or biodiversity related a biodiversity related topic becoming part of our NCA um, educational system so that That's like awesome. you have secondary children and um, maybe even like primary um, yeah. being educated on the way up mm-hmm. with it, like a genuinely proper subject that they can do because you know when you do like 
biology or mm. geography or whatever at high school it's all kind of a bit i don't know um not to like not you don't to, need to learn what the yeah. apiary yeah. stem of the cell is no it's like it's all like sort of like um like i think it's really cool but it's not it's not really applicable sometimes mm. you know um yeah. so i think i think that'd be really 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 cool if we could see you know a conservation type subject and like it counting towards something so you can yeah. like it won't be like one of those ones where it's like oh you know you just get achieve credits for it yeah yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you could work work for it so, yeah, yeah experience that, that'd be, yeah no, I love both those ideas because I feel like there's often a misconception surrounding innovation that it has to be something businessy. Oh, but yeah. actually, no, like innovation for me personally, it's like anything that helps something be better or like yeah. makes a difference, you know? And don't you think it's funny that the innovation paper that you can take at Auckland Uni is part of the business school? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like literally that. <laughs> so, yeah. No, definitely. So, I reckon yeah. you can innovate 100%. in various different ways. Yeah. Cool. I think that's us today, guys. Thank Sweet. you so much yeah. for joining and thank you to the listeners for listening. Um, this has been such an awesome, awesome episode. Like, I feel like I've learned so much from you guys. So, thank you. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you guys are from awesome clubs yourselves. Do you have any like events or anything that you'd like our listeners to know about? We've actually got a combined event coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday, the 22nd? Yeah, so this, uh, this Saturday, okay. is it? Yeah, so if you're yeah. listening if I, to my this dates are right. <laughs> yeah. Please do not come. <laughs> it's October. Yeah, yeah, but, but um, you will have known that you missed out on a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've got a beach cleanup coming up on Saturday between uh, the two clubs. Yeah, which yeah. Is cool. yeah, so Auckland Uni Marine Science Society runs regular beach cleans, and one of those is the one at Mission Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we target two different plastics, so mm-hmm. the big ones that people normally see, but also microplastics, nice. which is really fun, because you don't pick up cigarette butts normally. So, yep. um, yeah, we're partnering with SFC and we've got free pizza and mm. we've got everything except water bottles. So bring your own water bottle. Yeah. Bring a sun hat. Very nice. Let's have a good time. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, SFC's got, I mean, got a whole weird bunch of events coming up, but they're, they're all really cool for sure. Um, we've got one coming up um, called Grassroots Greatness, which is a sort of, it's like a, kind of like a grassroots political movement mm-hmm. um, type of event and how you can do that. My well, A good friend of mine speaking in it, and yep. he's, he's had a lot of experience with, um, like, I think he worked on Bernie Sanders' campaign oh, right. um, and Ricardo mm-hmm. as well in, in New Zealand. So that's really cool. And then um, me, being the, the queen bee of the sort of bee, hu- uh, bee sanctuary area, we've got just working bees, like, all the time. So yep. we're just gardening. And it's not even, like, you know, it's not even all gardening you can just come on down have a corridor just enjoy it because there's lots of students that come along just yeah. for a good time lots of, yeah because uh, the main focus of it is of course like you know i mean it's a small space we're not gonna do heaps but it's the main focus of it is, is transforming it and also having students with us along that way yeah, so they yeah. Can experience that sort of thing and if you're wondering mm-hmm. that is a bee sanctuary like, yeah how cool yoe has a bee sanctuary right yeah. no one no one even like it's like i'm always away. like oh the bee sanctuary come on guys yeah and like it's like, yeah. We but need bees, yeah. yeah. Like, actually, they're yeah. foundational, so. Yeah. The bees might there. die, we die. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're a law student mm. and you have classes by the law building. Yeah, a lot you of. You have no excuse. There's <laughs> a lot of law students that, like, go and have a smoke there, so I'm really glad there's no cigarette butts in the, in the, um, <laughs> in the sanctuary. I mean, I may be unaware, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, people enjoy it, so you can too. Come on down. <laughs> so it's right, it's r- 
It's right next to the law school. There's a big stick on the wall <laughs> with a bee, so you can't miss it. <laughs> Look out for the bee, the giant bee. Yeah. Nice. And for Sins, we've got um, our conference coming up on August the 14th. And that's basically like we have a bunch of different social issues and a bunch of different speakers. And it's basically like giving students an opportunity to see how innovation is applied in various different fields. So, yeah, and just a cool experience. Would highly recommend. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much to Kieran and MoveSpace for allowing us to use this really awesome little studio. We love it. I Yeah. And um, if you haven't already, follow us on the socials at Humans of Sins on Instagram. And have a groovy night. Thanks for listening, team. Have a real funky night. Yeah. Catch you for the next episode. Bye.